And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in the last few weeks we've looked at and considered some of the songs of God's people when they heard the announcement of God's plan to bring salvation through his Son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And all these songs, they were spoken by human beings on the earth and, and, and looking up to heaven. But today we get to hear a song from heaven looking down to what's happening on earth. We get to look through the window of our text to the usually unseen heavenly realms on the very day when Jesus Christ was born, when the Son of God was born of the Virgin Mary. This is very special to see the angels' perspective and hear the angels' song. And although angels serve right before God's throne, they are created beings. They are not omniscient. They don't know everything. They're not omnipresent. First Peter even says that they too were longing for this day. They were longing to see the coming of the King to which the Spirit of Christ in the prophets was pointing. They too were excited on Christmas morning. By the grace of God and the working of the Holy Spirit, we today, 2019, we have the privilege of looking at the birth of Jesus Christ from the perspective of the angels as heaven's joy spilled onto the earth, giving glory to God, declaring peace that we have in him. Preach to you this gospel, the angels' praise gives hope of peace to all who believe in Jesus Christ. The word angel is quite a general term that we use to refer to special creatures that God made to dwell in the heavens and to do his bidding, to do what he commands. And in his word, God reveals that among those that we generally refer to as angels, there are cherubim who protect and manifest the glory of God. Think of the entrance to paradise with that flaming sword. There are seraphim. And seraphim just means burning ones, burning ones. There are living creatures who serve before God's throne. We read of messengers who come and speak to individuals here on the earth. So within the hundreds and thousands of, of angels that make up the heavenly host or the heavenly army around the throne of God, there are different ranks. And some of the angels have a leading role over other angels. We know the names of some of the angels. We know the name Michael. And we know the name Gabriel. Angels serve the Lord in heaven. And the angels are also engaged in spiritual battle 
against the forces of the evil one. The Lord sends angels to serve as guides and interpreters in the visions that he, he gave to his servants here on the earth. And sometimes they were sent by God to bring a particular message like we read about with Gabriel speaking to Mary, Zachariah. And as we see in our text, they also make public announcements to explain what God is doing, to, to draw attention to the work of God at special moments in the history of Revelation. Now we can't be sure what the angels saw. Sorry, we can't be sure what the shepherds saw when they looked at the angels who appeared to them. Sometimes God's heavenly messengers appeared to be humans who were often wearing white garments. In the book of Revelation, we read about different angels, we read descriptions, and some were dressed in clean, shining linen and with golden sashes around their chest. One was robed with a cloud with a rainbow above his head, and another angel we read in Revelation 14 was flying in midair. In other places in Scripture, we read about angels having faces of different animals in addition to a human face. Or we read about them having eyes all over their bodies or six wings. In our text, we read that the glory of the Lord shone around the shepherds when the angel appeared. That makes us think about the angel that Daniel saw whose body was like beryl, and I looked up beryl, and that refers to emerald or aquamarine. His body was like emerald. His face was like the appearance of lightning. His eyes like flaming torches. His arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze. And the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. That's in Daniel 10, verses 5 to 6. The same angel described in Daniel 10 was a soldier in God's army and could very well have been similar in appearance to the multitude of the heavenly host that we read of in our text because multitude of the heavenly host could also be translated a, a portion or a division of God's heavenly army. The heavenly army that appeared with the first shepherd who spoke first angel who spoke to the shepherds. And so the multitude of God's heavenly army appeared in response to an angel's announcement to some shepherds who were out in the fields with their flocks. And just like Mary and just like Zechariah, the angels are responding with praise after hearing the announcement of God's gracious work. Shepherds were told to fear because the angel was not there to judge them. This wasn't the day of judgment, but he was there to announce the Savior who is Christ the Lord had been born on that day in the city of David. And since it was census time, everyone knew 
that a baby born in the city of David was a descendant of David. The title Christ, which means the anointed one or, or Messiah, connected this baby to the Old Testament forever promise of an eternal king whom the angel called both Savior and Lord. See the joy of the announcement for the shepherds. The angel did not come to judge, but to announce salvation, the work of God. And the sign that his words were true was, was that this most important baby in the, in the history of babies everywhere in the world would be found among the people of God as a very ordinary child wrapped in swaddling cloths. They always wrapped babies in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger and perhaps for shepherds that was also common. The announcement that the Son of God decided to enter the world in such humility was met with the sudden appearance of that heavenly host. And the Holy Spirit reveals in our text that the multitude appeared with the angel. Now these angels, this multitude is often pictured as floating in the sky around the shepherds. But the only thing we read in our text is that they appeared and that after they were done praising God, they went away from them into heaven, back into heaven. So it's, it's just as likely that at least some of the the multitude of angels were, were standing on the ground with the first angel around the shepherds. And the text says that they were praising God and speaking and saying, indicating that all of the angels were saying or perhaps even singing the same words in unison in response to the great news that was being delivered to the shepherds. And whenever we hear that gospel message of God's divine grace and his covenant faithfulness to his promises, the song of the church in heaven and the song of the church on earth is the same. We give glory to God, giving glory to God. That's similar to, to giving him credit for the things that people can see happening around them. Upon hearing the announcement of the first angel, the multitude of the heavenly host praised God by recognizing that he is the one who wanted to send his son to save the world from judgment. And he is the one who made it possible for the Savior, who is Christ the Lord, to be born. The angels pointed their fingers up to God alone. Glory to God. They're praising him for the announcement that the Messiah would be born here on the earth in humble circumstances. It's a beautiful thing to see what they're praising God for. They're praising God that the Savior entered the world, that the Son of God entered the world to come and live among the creatures that God made to serve him from the earth. The angels announced to the world, if you are going to thank anyone today, if you are going to think about anyone to, to give praise to on, on the celebration of Christ's birth, thank God in the highest, even 
from the angel's perspective. It was only God's hand throughout all history that brought us to the day of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. And the angels give glory to God in the highest. They give glory to God in the highest. For they already have peace with him. But looking to the earth and seeing the shepherds under the Roman occupation, they add on to their praise and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. While heaven offers praise, humans are to have peace. And there can be peace on earth through Jesus Christ when, when the apostles are summarizing the gospel. In Acts 10, verse 36, they say it's the gospel of peace through Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ who brings us the, the fullness of that blessing of Aaron through his work. Peace. We sang it many times, didn't we? In hymn 20 and hymn 21. What does it mean to have peace? Well, peace is a word that points to an end to all the attacks on God's church and against God. Attacks that arise from people's hatred against God. Their spirit of rebellion. An end to all attacks. That means peace only comes after war and after defeat of God's enemies. When the angels spoke of peace on earth, these are angels who are speaking. The angels are speaking as warriors in God's army who are in a spiritual battle against the forces of evil and they're looking forward to that promise of the destruction of the devil promised in Genesis 3, verse 15, by the King Jesus Christ. The army is saying there will be peace on earth in this king. The angels spoke with a good knowledge of the fallen angels who were constantly working to, to deceive God's people into a, a life of rebellion and torment. They promised a king who would rise to power over all the forces of heaven and earth. A king who would establish a kingdom in which the hearts of God's creatures would sincerely love him and serve him according to all the laws that angels had delivered to the earth. And the angels spoke of an obedience in God's kingdom that would look like the willing and faithful obedience that they themselves as angels enjoyed in heaven. That obedience that Jesus pointed to in, in the Lord's Prayer. Your will be done. Give us that peace, the desire of the church, the, the desire of the angels. And when the angels spoke of peace to men on earth, they meant that when Jesus conquered death and sin and Satan, and when he rose as eternal king, he would send his Holy Spirit who would dwell right in the hearts of believers so that they would want the blessings that God prepared for them and stop wanting the things that cause harm to them and to their neighbors as they are 
deceived by their envy and illusion. Peace on earth is brought to us by God the Son through his Spirit, the preaching of his word, as he leads us in a harmonious relationship to our covenant God. The promise of peace in Jesus Christ is the most amazing, comforting hope for everyone who loves the Lord, everyone who wants to live in his blessing. And by God's grace, we can experience this part of the peace already now, even in the midst of the attacks. Although the church may be attacked, we have that peace with God in Jesus Christ. This promised peace in Jesus Christ extends to those with whom the Lord is pleased. The multitude of the heavenly army respond to the first angel's promise that he was bringing good news of great joy that will be for all the people, which is not all the people in the world, but all the people of God. And the angel's praise reminds us of the song of Mary, which repeated the promise of Psalm 103, that God's mercy is for all those who fear him. And then we see the urgency of the distinction that the angels made. The peace is for those who fear him. And so then you see the preachers going out. You see John the Baptist, the herald of the king, calling all men to repentance. You see the apostles. You see the preachers that followed calling men to repentance to the true peace in Jesus Christ. The gospel is marvelous. The waiting, the weary, the weeping people of God who have dwelt in darkness under the oppressor's rod with tramping, trampling boots of war and garments rolled in blood. You can see an end to the war. The enemy has been thrown down so that we can be sure that the enmity and the attacks will come to an end. Our king has been born. The son of God, says Malachi, has risen with healing in his wings. And we call him our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, our everlasting Father, and our Prince of Peace. When we repent, when we love him, when we follow him, that peace is ours. After making this wonderful announcement, after responding to the angel who spoke to the shepherds, we read the angels, the multitude, they went away from them into heaven. And so all that was left for the shepherds was a sign of a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. All that was left for them was what we read about in verses 16 to 17, the saying that had been told them concerning this child. The shepherds had what we had. And though they went to the original nativity scene, although they saw the Lord Jesus 
as a baby, though the shepherds even met his parents, Mary and Joseph, they knew much less than you can know today. It's striking that the baby and the manger is just called a sign. It was just proof that God had come to save his people. But the birth of the Savior was only just the beginning. His conception and his birth didn't bring peace. But it did give him an opportunity to die on a cross as a human being and a substitute for everyone who believes in him. We don't give glory to God only for sending his son to be born in the humility of a manger. But we also give glory to God that his humble son suffered under God's wrath throughout his life and was carried up from the grave and he sits on an eternal throne in heaven for his church forever and ever. David praised God for his grace. Mary rejoiced in the Lord's coming. Zechariah thanked God for sending heralds of this message. And the angels announced that the glory that God receives and the peace that he brought to this earth. And we know more. We know more than all of them. For we know Jesus Christ. We can call him our Lord. We can call him our Savior. We bow before him as eternal King. And he guides our feet in the way of peace through his spirit. Merry Christmas. Brothers and sisters, let us join the innumerable angels in festal gathering in the heavenly realms that we read about in Hebrews 12 and give glory to God in the highest. Our Savior, who is Christ the Lord, has come conquered and he rules from his throne in heaven. Amen.